everyone, good morning. It's Friday the 29th of June 2018. Welcome back to Autonomous Cars with Mark Hogue, the only twice-weekly podcast dedicated to autonomous cars in the world. All right, so today, uh, a very special episode, because if you can hear, first of all, the audio quality is a bit different to usual, and you can probably hear some maybe low-frequency thrumming in the background, and occasionally, perhaps, even some beeps like this, or this. Yeah, Uh, if that sounds familiar, it's because you have been in a Tesla with autopilot before, because that's what I'm doing. I think I'm actually making history, the first ever podcast episode in the world recorded from inside the rolling recording studio that is a Tesla Model S. So today then, a very special episode as I will give you some very actual live behind the wheel feedback of Tesla's Model S with autopilot. Uh, And then a brief mention on an interesting study out of Ford regarding the platoon effects of um, autonomous cars. And if we have time, a brief mention about Kroger supermarkets, which have just invested in autonomous vehicles, presumably for shipping, but something tells me we may not have time for that. Um, anyway, before anyone gets on my case about sort of not being alert and attentive to driving, I can assure you that A, my eyes are on the road ahead, and B, my hand is remaining on the steering wheel, at least whenever the Tesla insists that I do so. Because as a reminder, if I don't, well, then autopilot gets discontinued for the remainder of the drive, and then I really will not be able to finish this episode. Okay, right, enough rambling, time to dive in, lots to discuss. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, so first things first. Um, yeah, it turns out that Ford have released a study. They did a really cool thing, which basically syncs up with a related study over at MIT, Um involving the platoon effects of autonomous cars. So what this is really about is the notion that, well, you know, you'll be driving along the freeway and you'll see that, you know, all of a sudden, inexplicably, out of nowhere, there's, there's just this massive traffic jam wall uh, ahead of you. And obviously this is super annoying. Now, the general consensus, the belief is this is just caused by really useless, awful human drivers, right? Somebody taps on the brakes and the person behind overreacts, taps on the brakes even harder, and so on and so forth, generating this very real ripple effect that just sort of progresses like a, well, like a wave in water, um, further and further back, creating a compounded effect, which leads to the traffic jam. So the idea is with autonomous cars that since all the cars will be able to keep a fixed distance to one another, and optimally, in a world in which we have vehicle-to-vehicle and vehicle-to-infrastructure communication as between the cars and the world around them. Well, obviously then this won't be an issue, right? Because every car will know what's going on. And in any event, only the cars at the very front, which need to slow down for any reason, well, they're gonna slow down and the ones behind will not do so, you know, prematurely and indeed incorrectly, unnecessarily, I should say. So 
This study is admittedly, again, rolled out by Ford, um, and it is, in fact, a thinly veiled marketing uh, sort of method uh, regarding their um, adaptive cruise control, ACC, which is now found in, I think, a majority, actually, of their cars. So, you know, and it is, it is a marketing gimmick of sorts, but it's also a very on-point one, right? Because although it's specifically, explicitly marketing the autonomous, I mean, sorry, the um, adaptive cruise control of their vehicles, you know, adaptive cruise control, of course, is one of the primary components, not in autonomous car visualization of the world around them, obviously, but, you know, uh, uh, well, at least not beyond the simple radar, which is able to see the vehicles in front of you. But it is certainly necessary, right? So certainly not sufficient, but it is necessary. Um, and so I think, you know, as more and more cars get adaptive cruise control, even as properly autonomous cars start to roll out, they will offer a very real sort of glimpse, a suggestion into a future in which the vast majority, if not all cars, are in fact fully autonomous and indeed connected to one another and the infrastructure around, in the sense that, you know, cars will be able to be very tightly grouped together, platooning along the roads, as it were, and effectively reducing, if not fully eliminating, most traffic jams. Now, obviously, as an aside, this is all for nothing if, you know, if you listen to a previous episode, I guess a couple weeks back, um, Professor Sperling, who discussed the need not only for autonomous cars and, of course, electric cars for the world for the world's transportation woes, but, of course, also the need for what he calls pooling, or we would call you know, carpooling or ride sharing. Obviously, the argument being that if all cars are autonomous, well, that doesn't mean much if most of them are empty and there's so many on the roads, because eventually we will again reach a saturation point on the roads. So it's really important then to ensure that not only are all the cars autonomous and indeed able to platoon along the roads, but that they're in fact being used to shuttle around many, many people, not just a single individual. Anyway, if you haven't caught that episode, do go back. Um, but um, yeah, so really interesting study. I'll link you to the article uh, from our website over at markhoke.com. It's an article I found over at Autoblog. Uh, do give it a read. Check it out. Really interesting stuff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so um, now on to the segment I know you're all most eager to listen to. Sorry, there's roadworks on the side here. Um, I am actually on 19th Avenue, currently stuck in quite literally stop-and-go traffic. No, it's actually just stop traffic. There is absolutely no go involved at all. Uh, Anyway, and that's okay. It's not a problem because, you see, when you have autopilot traffic just isn't a thing. It doesn't bother you. It doesn't drive you mad. It doesn't make you want to sort of weave in and out of traffic, trying to scrape whatever few precious seconds you can. No, you just kind of kick back, relax, and, I don't know, record a podcast episode, because why not? Um, Yeah, though, seriously, um, this is a genuinely life-changing thing. I mean, I, I cannot express to you 
with enough emphasis the need with which you must, you owe it to yourself to get out to your nearest Tesla dealership and just give autopilot a proper test drive. I should probably mention how ridiculous I sound at this point. I am not being paid by Tesla. I have no relationship to Tesla whatsoever. Well, okay, hold on. I guess I do own some stock in Tesla. That's true. Um, Okay, but besides that, I have no relation whatsoever. This is a genuinely objective, unbiased review. In fact, to prove that to you, I'm going to now tell you a bit about some of my complaints. Um, Let's see. Okay, well, so one thing that really kind of bugs me, as I've noticed, is... I'm not sure how I feel about the reluctance of autopilot to hand over control. Um, that sounds a little alarming now that I've said that out loud. Yeah, I guess it is a little alarming when you think about it when I say it that way. So what I mean is, you know, you're driving along, autopilot's engaged, it's, it's, it's doing its thing rather nicely. And then for whatever reason, you think, hmm, it's not quite turning quite sort of the way I want on this particular bend. I'd like to turn it a little bit more. Um, or, hey, I'm a little too close to that wall or that big truck next to me and so you try to sort of nudge the wheel to kind of coax it over just a little bit but without disengaging autopilot fully right so the problem is and unlike other cars that i've tried which do allow you to very easily kind of take over and kind of nudge the car as as you like um well in the tesla it's a pretty binary thing so for one thing the resistance point on the steering wheel the point at which it'll fully disengage autopilot that's a pretty, it's a pretty high threshold. Like you've really got to kind of tug on the wheel pretty hard to get autopilot to disengage, which on its own isn't so terrible. Um, it's just that it's all or nothing. You, you can't effectively nudge the car over at all. And if you do try to hard enough, it will eventually exceed that threshold for autopilot disengagement. And that'll be it. It's been switched off. As an aside, because that threshold to disengage autopilot is, frankly, so high, requires so much force, the side effect is that once autopilot does disengage, well, inevitably it causes the car to kind of jerk to one side or the other, uh, because once it disengages, the wheel then has free motion, and as soon as it breaks that disengagement point, you've now kind of swerved the car over a bit. So that's that's not very pleasant. Um, is it like, ooh, ah, see, kind of like right there. There was a cone in the road, and I feel like it was getting a little too close. So I tried to nudge it over, and of course I couldn't. Kept pushing harder on the wheel until it fully disengaged, at which point I then sort of swerved a bit to the right. Not very comfortable. So, yeah, again, is that a problem? No, it's just a bit of a nuisance. Um, okay, so that's that. Um, what else? So I think that autopilot works really well, and... I'm going to say something a bit weird. I think it works a bit too well for its own good. Here's what I mean. Um, it, It actually does sufficiently convey enough confidence that you're really quite comfortable letting it do, you know, letting it do its own thing without too much intervention. And alarmingly, if it weren't one like me and hopefully all of you who are listening to this show who nevertheless tend to be really, really attentive with autopilot, my concern is that there might be something to it that most people out there might be placing a bit too much faith into it and therefore being less attentive than they should be. And I guess what I mean by that is that it's so good most of the time that, you know, it can cause you to be a bit, I guess, well, yeah, less attentive, a bit mm, careless, potentially. And that's a problem because 
the few times that it isn't quite good enough, like here we go, this is a tricky bend and a bit too close to that curb right there, and I had to suddenly take over. And my point is, I'm not sure whether it would have hit that curb. It was a sudden right-hand bend, if you know 19th Avenue. It's the last corner, the last stoplight before you enter the, uh, the 101 South. Uh, sorry, the 280 South. You know, I'm not sure it would have hit the curb necessarily on the left, but it sure got pretty close, and I wasn't comfortable in that. And so I decided, you know, I'd better take over and pull the car over, which, again, to the point earlier, was a bit jarring as I disengaged the autopilot quickly by forcing the steering wheel. Um, but the point is, it was so close to making the corner that, I don't know, it's quite possible that if one weren't paying attention, one might have not taken over, and the car may have indeed scraped the curb, which is just obviously <laughs> a rather suboptimal scenario, right? So, okay, so that's that's kind of a broad sweep and complaints. Um, but now that we're on the freeway, let's move on to some sort of other issues, especially once we're traveling along at speed. So here we are now, back again, autopilot, re-engaged. Um, and I got to say, as phenomenal as autopilot is in stop-and-go traffic, which admittedly, most cars with semi-autonomous systems tend to be quite good at because, you know, when you're going 5, 10, 15 miles an hour, there isn't really much in it. It's really on the freeway where autopilot simply is just spectacular. I mean, it just shines. Um, you know, it takes the curves really nicely. I'm signaling now to the right while in the midst of taking a turn and it seamlessly transitions one lane over quite nicely um, and then just continues on. I mean, it's just fantastic. I really genuinely don't have any complaints. I do have a critique, though, and hopefully if uh, Elon is listening to this at some point, um, he will pay attention to this little detail. I'm sure he's noticed it, though. It's, it sounds trivial, it sounds subtle, but it's actually rather important, if only for passenger comfort and not safety, and it's this. So for those of you who like motorsports, you're probably intimately familiar with the notion of cutting corners or apexing, right? You kind of try to find the straightest path through a corner, meaning you start on the outside, you kind of come on to the inside, you kind of clip the apex of the turn, and then you continue on to the outside of the corner as you exit it, right? Well, this isn't just a necessary technique for racing, it's a practical technique just for everyday driving. Just for simple comfort, we, I think most drivers tend instinctively to do this more or less anyway, you know, you see a bend in front of you and you tend to sort of try to straighten it out. You don't sort of track through the middle of the corner, as it were, taking a perfect central path because that's the path of, well, th that would be the tightest radius turn, wouldn't it? So rather you kind of tend to start a bit on the outside of the lane, kind of move into the inside and then back out again in an attempt to straighten out that turn. Well, you can see where I'm going with all this, right? Tesla's autopilot and indeed no semi-autonomous system that I've ever tried or read about yet can do this. It just stays sort of dead center in the lane, at least. Or alternatively, it certainly doesn't make any attempt to kind of straighten out that bend. And that's just a little uncomfortable, right? So I'd really like to see that kind of smoothed out. And I say smoothed out, and I really do think that is kind of all it is. It's going to be some sort of just a smoothing algorithm that basically kind of says, okay, well, here's a bend. Let's kind of, well, take the straightest path through it. Let's start on the outside, work our way in, and then back out again. So. Those are kind of my top three issues with autopilot, or at least observations, if not outright complaints. Um, what else? I do still kind of wish that autopilot would initiate slowing down a little sooner when a car pulls out in front of me at a speed 
certainly less than I'm traveling and maybe even equal to my speed if it's very close. It does slow down quicker than most other cars I've tried, but I still think it's not reacting quite quickly enough. Whoops, okay, it's beeping at me because I'll tell you what happened there. That's another complaint I have. Um, so I'm driving along. My hand is admittedly not on the wheel, but I am looking at it. So after a certain amount of time, typically 10, 20, 30 seconds, it seems to be based on velocity and traffic conditions, I think. So the dashboard, first a little notification on the bottom will say place hand on wheel. If you don't see that notification because it's easy to miss it, then the top of the dash will start blinking uh, a pretty brilliant white color, which again, admittedly in daytime is very easy not to notice if you're paying attention to the outside world as you should be, right? And if you don't notice that, then it'll start beeping like you just heard right now. And okay, so then you quickly take over because if you don't take over, then autopilot will be fully disabled for the remainder of the trip and it says as much to you. And the only way to re-enable it is annoyingly to pull over to the side of the road, put the car in park, and then start going again. And so that's kind of a hassle. That's a real bother, right? Mm, I'm fine with the fact that it requires you to be attentive, pro prove that you're being attentive and place your hand on the wheel. That's fine. But the notification is to be much more uh, explicit. That little notification, hold steering wheel, followed by the blinking white, that's not good. Let's just have the entire dashboard blink you know, I don't know, bright red or something, right? I mean, why not? Why make it so subtle? So, yeah, that's what I'd really like to see. Um, anyway, this segment has gone on rather long, I think, so let me uh, bring it to a close here. I've got the car for another, I don't know, two hours or so today, so I was about to say I'll update this with anything further, but I think not. I'd actually rather like to get this episode published before midday so you can all enjoy it before the, you know, before we break for the weekend, but... Um, yeah, look, shoot me your questions and your thoughts. I'm happy to see if I can, uh, you know, do some any, you know, answer anybody else's questions, try certain things with Autopilot that you might like me to try in the future. But um, hopefully you've enjoyed this, what I do believe to be the world's first ever podcast recorded in the rolling sound studio of a Tesla Model S. All right, so yeah, look, this episode's already gone on 17 minutes and... Um, I think I'm going to bring this to a close. We'll talk about the Kroger Supermarket uh, Autonomous Vehicle um, news story uh, in our next episode next week. Uh, this will be either Monday or probably Tuesday, as tends to be the case, right? But um, other than that, um, thanks so much for listening, as always. I'm pretty thrilled that uh, I had the chance to do this episode uh, inside the Tesla with autopilot. Really exciting, really fun for me, and I certainly hope you've enjoyed it. Obviously, I realize the audio quality is a bit um, suboptimal, so sorry for that, but hopefully you've otherwise enjoyed it. And without further ado, uh, what can I say? I wish you a wonderful weekend. Of course, please don't forget to check out the new website for this podcast over at markhogue.com, where you can leave feedback. You can comment on all the episodes directly, because each episode has its own article associated with it. Um, so yeah, hope to see you there. Have a wonderful rest of the weekend. Until next time, bye-bye.